We've sold over $100 million in our e-commerce business that we just started scaling a few years ago. So in this episode, I'm going to walk you through what you need to do to build your own $100 million e-commerce sales funnel. And so we're going to cover quite a bit here. And I don't want this to feel like I'm just rattling off a whole long checklist because I've done those presentations before. <laughs> Nobody remembers anything. It's too hard to absorb all that. That's a better format for a book or an article or a course. And by the way, I am turning this stuff into a new e-commerce book on how to find a massive breakthrough. And so I'll talk more about that at the end. It's not ready yet, but I'll let you know how you can get access to part of it for free uh, when it is ready. For now, I want you to focus on one core idea today. Forget all the details I'm about to go through. If you do this one thing, you'll eventually be able to build your own massively successful e-commerce sales funnel. That idea is daily improvement. If every single day you're running, say, traffic, just like us, we basically, we run a lot of different traffic sources, but 70% of our spend or so goes to Facebook ads, and say 70% of that traffic goes to a single sales funnel, landing page, then through our checkout process. And so if all you did, if you had a similar setup, was look at the stats of what you're producing with that kind of sales funnel every single day and try to improve something about it every single day. You're either launching a new ad to test, launching a new split test, trying to ramp up average order value, trying to increase conversion rate. If you just did that thing every day, you'd eventually get there. It's just most people, they get distracted doing other things or they don't want to look at the thing because the numbers aren't as good as they want. But if all you do is look at it and try to improve it every day, you would get there. So regardless of all the details I'm about to give, if you focus on daily improvement of your sales funnel, you will make a massive impact in your business. So we've really covered these four steps that I'm about to go through in the past four episodes. So what I covered in the past four episodes was if you're already running traffic to a sales funnel, then for e-commerce specifically, but it really applies to any business, but if you're already running traffic to an e-commerce sales funnel, how do you figure out what area to improve? So that's really what I went through in the last four episodes. So today is about how do you build an e-commerce sales funnel from scratch? Well, it's really just taking those same four things and applying it from the ground up as opposed to using them to kind of triage what's happening right now. So step number one, maximize conversion rate. So <clears throat> to maximize your conversion rate for your business, your product that you're selling is going to matter a lot. But assuming that's kind of fixed for now, you want to sell what you have, you're not trying to find a new product this second, uh, then maximize conversion rate means you have a really good, strong, benefit-rich headline. Uh, longer copy. Remember, I told you that our if you were to download our sales page and throw it into a Google Doc, it's about 12 pages long. So include every feature and benefit possible to sell your product. Then include tons of social proof. I recommend 50 plus reviews on your e-commerce landing page uh, of all different formats. Uh, written reviews, star rating reviews, video reviews, photo reviews, uh, influencer screenshots, Facebook screenshots, all that sort of good stuff. Number four, a better offer with a guarantee. So what does that mean? That means that I recommend starting with the most aggressive offer you can possibly come up with. If you can stomach a 50% discount just to see if you can get this thing to convert, start there. Uh, start with a really aggressive offer that you don't lose money on, even after ad costs ideally, um, but allows you to see if you can you actually get sales for this thing. 
Because if you start with a 10% discount and you're like, well, it's not working, you don't really know if the discount is the biggest factor or if it's something else. But if you start with a maximum discount you're comfortable with and then it's still not converting, great. Then you know that it needs to be something else. It's not the discount that's holding you back. So I'd almost always recommend starting with the most aggressive deal you possibly can and then changing it after that. I mean, if you think about it, this is what big companies have done forever. I mean, I remember being in college and the big monster energy trunk would roll up, <laughs> which is kind of crazy now I think about it, like seven o'clock in the morning, handing out free energy drinks. Their most aggressive offer ever is actually a negative losing money proposition for them <clears throat> because not only are they giving away free monster energy drinks, they've got this big truck and like two employees, they were schlepping around all over town giving away free energy drinks. So that cost them even more money. Um, but that's what allows them to get people to try their product and eventually come back and rebuy it. It lets them know people actually want this thing. And so I recommend starting there and having a really strong guarantee to reduce the risk of people buying from you. Standard way to do that is a 30-day unconditional money-back guarantee. That's a good way to start. Number five, have some scarcity in there. If nothing else, I recommend starting probably with a limited time discount. Like say the discount that you give because it's so aggressive, you don't want to offer that forever. Tell people this is not available forever. It's going to go away soon. You don't have to give a specific deadline. You don't have to lie or any of that kind of stuff. You just let people know, hey, this deal is not going to be available forever. So if you do those things, good headline, longer copy, more proof, better offer and some scarcity, that'll cover 80% of what you need to convert people outside of these sort of... Uh, other factor which is your product but can't control as much about that unless you're willing to add a new product but if you do these things that'll help you maximize conversion rate now remember going back to the theme of today focus on daily improvement measure your conversion rate the way we do this right now for one of our sales funnels is we literally see how many unique clicks came from facebook yesterday and then how many orders did we get on that dedicated funnel yesterday and that gives us an idea of the conversion rate you can use other tools you can use google analytics you can use all kinds of stuff to do this but find out what is your conversion rate on a daily basis look at it every single day and try to improve something about it number two maximize average order value average order value is the most important thing to making a sales funnel extremely scalable because eventually your ad costs are going to go up as facebook or whatever platform tries to reach more and more people and your ability to afford spending double triple what your competitors can on your ads because your average order value is so much higher is going to mean you win and they don't so maximizing average order value number one increase your prices if that makes sense for you number two i never let people buy just one unit try to get them to buy multiple products at once we in our main funnel have people buy a minimum of three bags of coffee yours may be minimum of two maybe four maybe six um, we have some people that will buy 12 bags up front because we offer them a discount on six bags. And then the next order bump, which I'll talk about in a second, is to get them to double their order. Sounds crazy, but people drink a lot of coffee. And maybe in your, your case, I remember we were, we were running an offer for one of my business partners, Mike, to test something out. And he sells, uh, part of his business sells these like high-end sort of super durable flashlights. You know, these things are like a foot long almost. And so you may think, oh, somebody only needs one of those. Um, not really true. You know, they may want one for their house. They may want one for their car. They may want one for their spouse's car. They may want one for the office. They may want one for the garage. And so there's no reason why people can't buy three of those. And so we put a sales funnel together that kind of defaulted to people buying three. Lo and behold, a lot of people would buy three of these big flashlights at a time. So get people to buy multiple units up front, then add pre-purchase upsells or order bumps. And so this just means getting people to add more stuff to their cart before they actually start checking out. 
Amazon does this with frequently bought together. That's a perfectly fine option. You can also use a tool such as Zipify one click upsell that asks people to add more stuff to their cart before they start checking out. That's another good option. Number four, add some extra fees. Um, this means increasing shipping costs is typically the best way to do this. An example that I read about in the Wall Street Journal, there was these big ticketing sites, like think Ticketmaster, uh, StubHub. A lot of people get annoyed because like, oh my God, by the time I'm checking out, there's a 52 different fees. And so these ticketing sites are like, oh, you know, we want to run a good, uh, honest business. And so we're going to remove all those fees and just show it all up front. Well, what happened was, is their revenue tanked and they're like, whoa, that's not such a good idea. And so they went back to adding all the fees later. It works better. People, because you know, there's that whole um, principle of buyer psychology, which is called commitment and consistency. If you get somebody to commit to a little bit of purchase, they're probably not gonna have a problem adding a little bit more on later. So it works, like it or not. So increasing shipping price is not a bad deal. Uh, I recommend charging as much as $10, $9.95 or so, $9.97 uh, for shipping. Uh, when you do charge for shipping, a lot of people, you know, they'll charge four bucks, five bucks. I think it makes no difference from what I've seen if you charge nine dollars, but you make an extra, you know, three or four dollars in profit in every single order where people pay shipping. And that can mean a lot for your average order value. Now, number five, add post purchase upsells, which is offers you show people after they've actually entered their credit card and shipping information that first order is locked in. Easiest way to do this, Zipify one click upsell. So, if you've increased conversion rate, you've maximized average order value, and once again on the average order value side, this is a huge area where you could be focusing on the main message of today, which is daily improvement. Look at your average order value. How many orders did you get? What was that total revenue in the sales funnel? Divide those two, that gives you average order value. And how do you increase that every single day? We're scaling a sales funnel right now, and our average order value, we're trying to increase it every day. Literally, I'm about to record something right after this to try to increase our average order value. It's that important because we know as we scale bigger in that funnel, we're going to have to have a higher average order value because our cost per acquisition is going to increase. Because you imagine Facebook at first, if you're giving them good conversion data, they're finding you the perfect people to buy from you. Then as you say, hey, I want you to spend more and more money every day, they're like, okay, but I'm going to have to go find people that I'm less likely are going to buy from you. And so those people are going to convert at a lower rate. That means your costs are going to go up because it's still charging you the same amount for per thousand impressions, but you're conversion rates going down. So that means it's costing you more to get a sale, which is okay, as long as you keep ramping up average order value. So focus on improving that every day. Number three, maximize lifetime value. And so this is really uh, getting people to buy more stuff in the future. Because if you think about it, it's like if you say that you know your upfront average order value is 50 bucks, but you know that over the next three months, people buy another $50, then you have a good decision to make. Do you want to try to break even up front or are you okay losing a little money up front because you know that people are going to order more stuff over the next three months? Eventually, you will make that decision to allow yourself to go likely a little negative up front because you know you make more money in the future. This is what basically every business does. Their lifetime value on a profit basis is greater than the cost to acquire a customer. Most businesses are not breaking even up front, but over the long term, they do make money. So number three, maximize lifetime value. First part of that is just increasing average order value because the first order for say three fourths of a lot of customers is the only order they'll ever place. And so that's a huge component of lifetime value, but we've already talked about that. Uh, also to maximize lifetime value, upsell premium products. Take your best product and create a premium version and then use that as an opportunity to upsell everyone who buys that product in the future. 
Number three, sell complimentary products. After somebody's had the chance to use and try your main product, come back after, you know, say 20 to 30 days later, start trying to sell them your complimentary products that can enhance their order or might also be valuable to them. Great way because reselling past customers is so much more profitable and easy than getting new customers. So don't waste that opportunity. Number four, create a subscription program so you can automatically rebuild people every month or every quarter. And so this is basically our model in the coffee business. We sell people on a one-time order. Then we come back later and try to get them on subscription. Number five, follow up every way humanly possible. Once you've spent all the time and money and blood, sweat, and tears to get these customers, don't let them go. Follow up with them through email, through SMS, through postcards, through every retargeting platform you can think of, because that'll be some of the most profitable money you'll spend from an advertising standpoint. So those are the basic steps to maximize lifetime value, aside from just selling good products and doing good customer service, because that makes people happy. They want to come back and buy from you. But once you've done that, do all those things. Last but not least, and once again on lifetime value, this is another thing where every single day, uh, this doesn't change as much, but you should be looking at uh, what is our lifetime value on a three month, six month, 12 month plus basis, and how do we keep improving that? How do we get customers to come back and buy more stuff? So that's a huge area for daily improvement. So last but not least, number four. So those are all the main areas of setting up a good sales funnel. Now, how do you make this thing actually work and how do you start driving sales? Well, you minimize cost per acquisition. What does it cost you to get a new customer? So number one, when you're advertising on a platform such as Facebook, make sure to feed them good conversion data. Let them know when you get a sale and test that out. And if you don't know how to dial that in, you should be able to run, say you run $1,000 in Facebook ads and it says you get 10 sales, you should see those 10 sales through your sales funnel in Shopify. If not, hire somebody on Upwork.com and get your conversion stuff sorted out. It never is going to be perfectly accurate, but it should be you know within 10 to 15% or so. So make sure your ad platform is getting good conversion data. Second, make sure your conversion rate is good. So we talked about that. And then third, target the broadest audience possible. Facebook has done a fantastic job, and the other platforms are basically copying them on finding you people that will buy. If you get a good conversion data and you play within Facebook's rules, it'll find you more people to buy from you at the lowest cost possible because it knows that if it does that, you'll keep spending more money and Facebook wins. And so target the broadest audience possible. Four, make sure you have good creative. Don't be boring. Easiest way to do this is find someone in your space, look them up on Facebook ad library. You can just Google that and find out if you see an ad format that's being run again, 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 that means it's probably working and then copy them. Uh, don't literally take their content like word for word or their images, but model your ad after theirs. Somebody in your space that seems to be crushing it, that's a good place to start and then you can always iterate after that. So number five, let Facebook do its job. Give it the conversion data, target the broadest audience possible, and then let it optimize. Don't do a lot of this stuff manually. Seems to be the better approach now. For example, uh, on a funnel that we're scaling right now, our ad funnel is essentially one campaign with campaign to budget optimization, which means Facebook gets to choose how to distribute spend amongst the different ad sets. So one campaign, then we have two ad sets, one for getting new customers, second for retargeting people that have already visited our website. So one is just completely cold. Second is retargeting people that have already visited the website. And then within each one of those ad sets, we have three to five ads running at all times. And that's it. We let Facebook do all of the rest. And so um, that's the model, basically with the philosophy of letting Facebook do its job. So those are the main four things 
conversion rate, average order value, lifetime value, cost per acquisition. If you do those things, you'll have a sales funnel that absolutely crushes it relative to the value of your product, which is always the unknown factor. Um, but if you focus on daily improvement of these things, I guarantee you, you will make the most out of that product. So. I am going to be turning all of these strategies into a new book on how to massively grow an e-commerce business. So if you want to get the first three chapters for free, just subscribe to my podcast and keep listening. I'll give you a URL here probably in the next week or so. I haven't set that up yet, uh, but go ahead and subscribe to my podcast and just keep listening and I'll give that URL. I'm going to give the first three chapters away for free. Uh, so hopefully you found this super valuable. Uh, I will see you tomorrow.